Eleven-year-old Janet Hodgson appears to be the focus of many of the strange happenings in Green Street. But they also affect her 14-year-old sister, Margaret, and their younger brother, Billy. One of the first manifestations was when Lego bricks began to fly at high speed around the living room. How does it feel to be haunted by a poltergeist? It's not haunted. Why isn't it haunted? I don't know. Does it frighten you, the things that happen here? Oh, well, it did first, but now I've got more oh, used to it. And you learn to accept the things that happen. It's slammed covered it, Mum. My idiot, Mum. Slammed a bookshelf at Mum. Yeah. Have you tried telling it to go away? Yes, yeah. many times. No, I don't and what does it reply? Mm. No, it won't. It's down another six, seven years. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Springhill, Josh, and the Illumamami herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, a spooky episode, ladies and germs and gentlemen and and in-betweens. And viruses. And uh, amoebas. It is the... Enfield Poltergeist. Shoop Kitchen Studio. Lando's happy to see me because he's hugging my arm. That's <laughs> Just so you know. Hugging hugging with a little pelvic thrust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, where's that sweet wrist girl I know? <laughs> uh, good gravy. So this episode, um, I feel like it was probably in the making to be an episode for sure as far as like a, a ghost a haunting. Now, did you guys ever see The Conjuring or The Conjuring 2? Sorry, Josh. I apologize. Yeah, it's how I learned about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we watched it. Josh and I watched it together. We did The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2 back to back. What did you what did you I know Larry didn't see it. I don't even have to ask. No. Now. What what did you guys think? I loved it. I liked the second one better than the first one. Okay. Um, because yeah, the, just the whole story is just creepy as shit. It is very creepy. And to know that it's like based in 
quote unquote truth. Um, yeah, that one really gave me the the heebie jeebies. I made Josh go up the stairs first. That night. <laughs> it made us want to watch every movie that involves the Warrens. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the, the spoiler alert. Let me just cut to the chase here. <laughs> the uh, Warrens, while interesting individuals, a lot of what comes out of their mouth is kind of it's goofy spectacular right okay the first movie while in- interesting is more tied to the warrens than the second the second movie <clears throat> according to my research they were only there for a day mm-hmm. so there are other players in this and to be real i think this is actually a creepier story than the movie let it on to be mm-hmm. i think if they would have went with the fantastical nature of of the different haunts that happened the things that happened with the the girls and um all the different paranormal stuff it's it's such a spectacular crazy and well documented i will say mm-hmm. of of horror paranormal events and i want to give a quick shout out before we start to delve into this episode and go in all the segments you know and love our friend Jen, I wish we, I guess I didn't think about this until we came here, but our friend Jen, chick, 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 I always have to, <laughs> she's such a good right. friend that we don't know how to pronounce her name. I don't know how to pronounce anything anyways. Josh, you want to take, she knows who she is. Jen. Chinchester. 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 She's an author. Collaborate. She's an author. She's also part of that Grand Rapids paranormal group. And I just want to give her props because I'm sure she'll know a lot. And Lando just impaled his head. Right on. <laughs> Finally, he's, silence. He's laying on his back with little birdies going. <laughs> <laughs> Something paranormal's happening in this kitchen, yep. folks. Yeah the 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 second movie it's about the 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 family the Einfield guys, but it still takes a lot of liberties. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have uh, Valak. That's that's nothing to do with uh, the true story at all. Mm-hmm. They invented Valak, the the nun, right? And that's, I mean, they try to do things to up the ante in sequels. So I get that, but I want to say, be prepared because this is a creepy episode, and there's some shit you're gonna hear that honestly creep me out. Doing the research for this one, I was pretty surprised. Um, and also this 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 episode really came from a, a suggestion on our closed group and our Facebook, uh, which you should join because we have fun there. For sure. We hang out and all of us tend to comment on it, which is cool. You know, we like the interaction. We like to hang out with you guys. So before we get into Larry's greatest segment, let's talk with the Thunderbird pulled to the side of the road. How scary would it be if your child started talking like a 45-year-old trucker who smokes two packs a day? Hi, Dad. (laughs) How's it going? What would you do? How scary is it? One to ten. Josh. Ten? Sorry, I have to hold Lando's head right now. <laughs> this dog is... This is the most a- into the episode the dog's ever got. Yeah. 
<laughs> he loves you so much. He's like a male groupie. He's really into your new haircut. Oh, does look good. It does. Very Thanks. You after, even after mentioned- I made fun of your hair last episode, <laughs> you looked a little scruffy. Why don't you get a haircut? And then okay. I was, I listened to the episode and I'm like, fine, Larry, <laughs> fine. <clears throat> April. Um. Yeah, I'd say. A 10 for me, too, just because kids in general, when you pair them with spooky stuff, like that's always been creepy to me. Jeez, even if I wake up in the middle of the night and when my oldest is like standing at my bedside, just like staring at me, heavy breathing, waiting for me to wake up. Kids just have an, a naturally creepy quality. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a 10 for me. Lawrence? Yeah, be a 10, man. Because I have a kid? I, wow. <laughs> I didn't even think about Dad that. That just freaked me the fuck out. Right? Who are you? Where'd you come from? I'm your son. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Obviously, this would be a 10 for me. And, and what's even creepier is that the kid that did the the act the was an 11-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And the voice... Which we're going to play, yes. We're I'm I Larry doesn't know this, but we're gonna probably play another clip because there's a, there's at least two that you have to hear because they're mm-hmm. crazy. Um, she was not moving her mouth, mm-hmm. and they could not figure out how this voice was coming out of her. And the voice responds and talks and reacts and like Josh's was, farts. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a perfect example of Josh's farts. Not only does it like to tell everybody to fuck off, because he's kind of a cunt. <laughs> um, fuck off. That's the American version. Yep. This episode is really for our UK listeners as well, by the way, because this happened in your neck of the woods. So you better watch out. That's right. If you're a kid. And it, you know what? Another thing that I learned really <laughs> is that <laughs> supposedly hauntings are more predominant with girls who are going through their period so in like five years i'm fucked high five hon we're safe (laughs) my house is gonna be haunted as shit (laughs) it's too bad i'm gonna pass out before those ghosts can haunt me yep and they're not gonna be able to wake me up (laughs) that's just a thought that i would have anyways so Larry, yes. This happened in 1977. It did really. So why don't you take us in your warm capsule? Now it's time for us to open up the time capsule. As per usual, we start out the time capsule with music. January 20th, Jimmy Buffett's Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes is released featuring the biggest single of his career, Margaritaville, ushering in old men wearing Hawaiian shirts wide open with their fat bellies hanging out. <laughs> True story. Uh, Jimmy Buffett is M- Marty, uh, the co-host of the Ephesus, like least favorite mm-hmm. musical artist. Someone should tell planet. those old fat guys it's Buffett. It's, I mean, it's Buffett, not Buffet. <laughs> I sure do love that Jimmy Buffett and his song about drinking all day. Yep. Favorite place to hear buffet is at the Golden Corral. They got a chocolate fondue they do. I'd dip my face if I could. My, 
burn my flesh off, but whatever. Totally worth it. Worth it. January 26th, Patty Smith falls off the stage while opening for Bob Seger in Tampa, Florida, and is rushed to the hospital for 22 stitches to close her cracked open head. Jeez. She's got to stop doing backflips, I guess. February 14th, the B-52s give their first public performance at a party in Athens, Georgia. Rock Lobster. <laughs> April 26th, New York Disc New York's Disco Studio 54 opens. <sighs> and all the blow that comes out of that place. Yeah. May 29th, Elvis Presley walks off stage in the middle of a concert in Baltimore, Maryland. The first time in his 23-year career where he, he had done so. After receiving medical treatment, <laughs> he reappeared on stage 30 minutes later. On June well, you could just hand him a loaf of bread with peanut butter and bacon. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> June 26, Elvis Presley sings his final concert. Really? At Market Square Arena, Indianapolis, Indiana. That sucks. July 26, Led Zeppelin cancels the last seven dates on their American tour after lead singer Robert Plant learns that his six-year-old son, Carrick, has died of a respiratory virus. Wow. That's terrible. August 16th, Elvis Presley is found dead at his home in Graceland, Memphis, Tennessee. 77. Not a great year for Presley. <clears throat> nope. August 17th, FTD, that's Flores Trans World Delivery, reported that in one day, the number of orders for flowers to be delivered to Graceland for the funeral of Elvis Presley has surpassed the number for any other event in the company's history. That's Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, you name it. Wow. August 20th, NASA's unmanned probe Voyager 2 was launched carrying a golden record containing sounds and images representing life and culture on Earth, similar to the time capsule, including the first movements of Bach's Brandenburg Concerto and Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. August 20th as well, the funeral of Elvis Presley occurs and was televised on NBC, ABC, and CBS preempting Saturday morning cartoons. So you're a kid... You got your frosted sugar. You're all set up. Sugar bob bombs And you sit down in front of the TV to watch a Smurfs. Dead problem. fat old guy. Yeah. But it was obviously faked. See our Elvis episode. Hey, you gonna eat them sugar mics? <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid. Watch out, man. August 29th, Billy Joel's The Stranger is released, containing Moving Out, Just the Way You Are, and Only the Good Die Young. That's a great album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like... One of the best songs ever is on that record, but I can't think of the name of it. It's like an evening, an Italian oh, restaurant. Oh yeah, yep. that's a great song. It's like a, it's like a weirdly, it's a pop song meets a prog rock mm-hmm. song with a great story that goes through the whole thing. Amazing, yeah, like, top to bottom, great songwriter, lyricist, everything. Fantastic. Even the, even the songs that aren't necessarily singles on that album are phenomenal. Billy, Billy Joel's the best. October 9th, Aerosmith cancels several tour dates after Joe Perry and Steven Tyler are injured by an M80 explosive thrown on stage. Guess where? Philadelphia Spectrum. Burning Tyler's left cornea and cutting Perry's left hand. In Philadelphia, they call it a Tuesday. <laughs> Philadelphia booed Santa Claus at a F- Eagles game and th- hit him with ice balls. That's how awful <laughs> Sounds about right. Philadelphia is. October 20th, a plane carrying Leonard Skinner crashes in a forest in Mississippi, killing songwriter and vocalist Ronnie Van Zant, guitarist Steve Gaines, background vocalist Cassie Gaines, and assistant road manager Dean Kilpatrick, and seriously injuring many of the man- remaining band members. And there's uh, the drummer. I can't remember his name offhand. He tells he told a story in the Howard Stern show how he walked for help with a broken leg, 
got onto the farm, property of a farm, waved at a kid who then shot him in the shoulder with a shotgun. <laughs> oh, God. Get out of here. Because they thought he was the long-haired hippie was coming to murder him. Oh, he was God. just looking oh, for help. Geez. It's Charles Manson. October 28th, British rock band Queen releases the album News of the World. November 30th, Bing Crosby's final Christmas television special containing... Bo, 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 bo. One of the most notable segments, and this song is amazing. These songs are amazing. When David Bowie jo- joins wow. in for Peace on Earth and Little Drummer Boy. Mm-hmm. December 14th, Saturday Night Fever appears in theaters, igniting a new popularity for disco music, pushing it to the forefront of American pop culture. Oh, John Tra. Births make you feel old. Michelle Stevenson of the, Stephenson, Stevenson of the Spice Girls. I'm not sure which flavor she is. I'm going to go with baby, baby, if I had to yep. guess. Joey Fatone on January 28th, lead singer, uh, or American singer, NSYNC. February 2nd, Shakira was born. February 3rd, Daddy Yankee. Shakira always sounds like she's got a booger in her throat to me. <laughs> oh, baby, when you talk like that, I got to get this thing on my throat. <coughs> uh, February 8th. Dave Farrell of Lincoln Park is born. February 11th, Mike Shinata of Lincoln Park, who just released a solo album. Oh, yeah? The song's really, and the song I heard was really good. March 2nd, Chris Martin of Coldplay. March 15th, Joseph Hahn of Lincoln Park. Wow. It's a good year for Lincoln Park. It was. Bad year for Elvis. March 16th, Ben <laughs> Kenny, uh, the bassist of Incubus. March 18th, Devin Lima of LFO. April 23rd, hip-hop artist, actor, and professional wrestler John Cena is born. May 13th, Pusha T. June 8th, Kanye West. Which, by the way, let's stop picking on a guy with mental illness. Right. I know. Uh, June 23rd. He's just trying to scoopy-de-poop, man. <laughs> He's not helping his own case. <laughs> March 23rd, Jason Mraz. Uh, July 15th, Ray Toro of My Chemical Romance. July 28th, Kobe Dick of Papa Roach. July Sounds tw- like a good year for new metal. It is. Very good year. <laughs> July 29th, uh, Danger Mouse of Gnarls Barkley. He's the producer and DJ. Mm. September 11th, Ludacris, who I've seen multiple times at concert. Amazing showman. Great concerts. September 12th, Both Chains. That's Two Chains is born. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 13th, Fiona Apple. Love her. Mm-hmm. October 1st, Owen Biddle. He is the guitarist of The Roots. I know Ryan is getting into the 90s hip-hop. Check out The Roots. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. October 12th, Young Jeezy. Now middle-aged Jeezy. <laughs> October 16th, John Mayer and the and the uh, pile of pussy he has slayed. He's born. <laughs> November 10th, Brittany Murphy, who uh, passed away in 2009. She was great on King of the Hill. Luann. Yeah. She was. She I know was, you hate that show. Well, no, I I I was ignorant. I'll say that. We we started podcasting what four, you had four a and a half years rant. ago. I did have a rant. I did have a rant, but I, I was also just ignorant, so November thirtieth, Steve Aoki. He's a producer, electronic house musician, blah blah blah. And December first, Brad Delson of Lincoln Park is born. Wow. That's the whole park, ladies and gentlemen. The whole entire park, except for the guy who killed himself. Ooh, boy. On to film. So let's do our movie review. Yes. Annie Hall. Yes. Bad News Bears. Yes. Uh, A Bridge Too Far. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes. Yes. 
Desperate Living. John Waters film. Eraserhead. Yes. It's Ex- fucking gross. Exorcist 2. Yes. yes. Really? Um, I, I never seen that. Is that any good? It's the worth first a watch. The best one, though. Yeah, it's a typical sequel, but it's not bad. Okay. Just don't watch the third one. That's a train wreck. Yeah, that is a train wreck. Third thing of everything just about sucks. Yep. Except Toy Story 3. Amen. Grand Theft Auto. Gulliver's Travels. Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo. <laughs> Heroes. High Anxiety. The Hills Have Eyes. Yes. yes. The Hobbit. Yes. The Island. Oh, the animated The animated, one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Island of Dr. Moreau. Islands in the Stream. Kentucky Fried Movie. That is hilarious. You should see that. Well, who, who does Kentucky Fried uh, John Landis directs it, and it's got Bill Bixby and... Uh, but it's a good comedy. It's like, um, I guess if The Onion did a movie, that would be what I would. Oh, nice. okay. I'll check it out. Uh, the Late Show, Looking for Mister Goodbar, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yes, yes. New York, New York. Oh God, that's George Burns. Yep, yep. Uh, Pete's Dragon. Yeah, yes. That's the animated one. Mm-hmm. A piece of the action. Pumping Iron. Yes, that's Arnold. Yeah. Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown. I would assume so, yeah. but I don't know. Raggedy Ann and Andy. Yes. The Rescuers. Yes. yes. We talked about that There's last episode, that. didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Roots. Skipped it. Does that make me a bad white person? <laughs> I think it does. It makes you guilty. Saturday Night Fever. Yes. Yes. Mm. Actually, not a bad movie. Okay. Kind of fun. The Sentinel. Yes, that is a crazy horror movie. Actually, when I uh, side plug, I've been doing, I'm starting, which I just got the artwork for a YouTube channel. It's a weekly horror movie review show. And when we hit S, for sure, we're doing the Sentinel. Sentinel is amazing. It also has one of the creepiest endings and it has an incredible cast. I think one of the bad guys or one of the, I don't know if that's a spoiler. is It's it's like 40 years old. Right. But... (laughs) In the Sentinel is the guy that played the penguin in the original Batman show. He's an incredible actor. Okay. Dude, this is getting me in the mood. Slapshot. Spider-Man. I didn't even know there was a Spider-Man back then. Yes. (laughs) Smokey and the Bandit. Really? You haven't seen it? No. Oh, I got to be honest on this show. Yeah, I know. The sp- uh, uh, the Spy Who Loved Me, 007. Yeah, of course. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I've done a few. And um, this indie film called Star Wars. Oh, God. No. <laughs> and all the grown men cry. Yep. Yeah, we, we, we good. Movie debuts in 1977. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd in Love at First Sight. Tom Berenger in The Sentinel. Was, Bo yeah. Derek in Orca. Fran Drescher in Saturday Night Fever. Oh. Hmm. Mel Gibson in I Never Promised You a Rose Garden. Cunt. John Goodman, <laughs> Jailbait's Babysitter. Uh, Steve Gutenberg in Roller Coaster. Helen Hunt also in Roller Coaster. Meryl Streep in Julia. Sigourney Weaver in Annie Hall. And Robin Williams in Can I Do It Till I Need Glasses. <sighs> Robin Williams. I wish you were still around. Yes. Mm-hmm. Television. January 15th, Bill Murray joins the cast of NBC's Saturday Night Live, replacing Chevy Chase 
who left the previous year on February 27th, fed up with excessive violence and distorted images of sex on TV. The Reverend Donald Wildman declares turn the television off week. Nobody does it. (laughs) March 1st, the CBS game show Match Game is named the number one rated game show on television for the fifth year in a row. August 16th, television stations nationwide interrupt regular programming following the news of the death of Elvis Presley. September 14th, a tube-top clad woman named Yolanda Bowsley is called into contestants around the CBS game show The Price is Right, and while running down, her enormous breasts pop out of her shirt. Sweet. (laughs) October 24th, a new peanut special, It's Your First Kiss, Charlie Brown, airs on CBS. It's your first rim job, Charlie Brown. (laughs) Name's Pigpan. I do what I want. (laughs) And it shows and names Heather, the little redhead girl, thereupon ending the mystery. (sighs) December 2nd, Billy Crystal sets a winner circle record by getting the contestant to the top of the pyramid in 26 seconds on the $20,000 pyramid. A record that still stands today. I didn't even realize it was still on. And in news, New York City blackout lasts for 25 hours, resulting in looting and disorder. And Atari is released in North America, the Atari 2600. The Commodore PET computer is released, which is a personal computer, is the first personal computer to be sold. And the Apple II computer comes out. Mm. And Roman Polanski is arrested and charged with a number of offenses, including rape by use of drugs, perversion, sodomy, lewd, and lus- 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 act lascivious. Up- lascivious act upon a child. Thanks, April. Here's some inventions. Navstar Global Positioning System. The GPS is invented. The first commercial flight, Concord, London. The first commercial Concord flight from London to New York has happened. MRI scanner is tested in Brooklyn. That's a good and thing. And the NASA space shuttle makes its first test flight. Ah, sports fans. Super Bowl XI, Oakland Raiders 132-14 over the Minnesota Vikings. World Series, the New York Yankees defeat the Los Angeles Dodgers. And this is the series where Reggie Jackson becomes to be known as Mr. October because he was bombing home runs like crazy. And the NBA Finals, Portland Trailblazers won four games to two over the Philadelphia 76ers. That, my friends, has been your time capsule. So we're in 1977. I was one years old. One year old. I didn't one pluralize. One, I pluralized the year. I was one years old. Yes, I was. I was. I was. Lawrence, are you ready for this? I am. Because I have, oh boy, I have a lot to say. Um, now, we've talked about, we talked about the... Um, Kind of, we we kind of skimmed the fact. We know this is a story about a family. Now, that family was on welfare and living in a house okay. all their own. the The mother had been divorced, and the dad was showing up, and he was, to his credit, dropping off the uh, child support to to be my life story so far. Which is a life I know all too well, but this guy doesn't really factor into it. So, in 1977, a house in the North London suburb of Enfield was the scene of violent disturbances of apparently paranormal origin. Now, when you search this on Google, you're going to find 10 sites 
that talk about this and then five that probably are disputing whether it's real or not. I don't want to get into my verdict now, but I think that that says a lot about the community we live in as a whole because this is instantly fantastic as far as like what actually happened. So we're going to get into the, the beginnings. Now, I think these haunt of this house is haunted. Like house is haunted. Uh, now don't worry about it. It's just my eight year old stomping around <laughs> upstairs while the other is trying to sleep. So, so the occurrences were similar to those reported in other cases of the poltergeist type knockings and other noises with no apparent cause. Now this happened on August 30th. The first moment that this, 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 this but it had this way of, they talk about this too, how the sound was, retri- it, it was like a reverse. So you hear the noise of it, the, almost like the, the noise of the knock is first. And then the noise of like the hitting is af- after mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's creepy. And it's part of what makes this story every. Ooh, Larry was doing a little, little <laughs> theater of the mind. So furniture was overturned, small objects hurled across the room, picture frames ripped from walls, small fires that started and went out by themselves. In fact, there's an instance. Oh, geez. God damn it, ghost. (laughs) You just threw my bike out the window. This is why we can't have nice things. A clumsy ghost. (laughs) You can imagine that. A clumsy ghost. You know. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to do that. You can imagine that most of these drunk, uh, the, most of these drunks, most of these, most of these Freudian ghosts, act, act, yeah, most of these ghosts act like sailors or drunks. Basically, they're just like mm, this goes over there. It was the ghost of the FBI agent that accidentally shot Kennedy? <laughs> oh, sorry, I just knocked over that plant. <laughs> no one liked that plant. No one likes these Legos. And that's that's a big deal, too, is that you see a lot of that happening where it's just like, really, dude? Like, why you got to bend spoons or knives and throw fucking shit across the room? You're kind of a belligerent asshole, ghosts. <laughs> like, why can't ghosts make you dinner? Imagine if there was one ghost who was like, hey, I know you had a bad day and I live here, too. And I can't eat, but I could at least turn the stove on and get like the water boiling so you could throw some noodles in there or something. No, I'm going to be a cunt and throw shit around the room. I'm a shithead ghost. Oops. Sorry. I just threw your bird out the window. Well, not, not that anyone would want to have birds. Birds are stupid. If you guys could each have one thing that a, a poltergeist or a ghost could do for you, a, a thing that you would like, what would it be? Fillet me. Like in, <laughs> like in Ghostbusters. <laughs> hey, single dad. No! Single dad truth. I don't know if it's your answer that startled me or like the... the Half a second that it, that just came out. <laughs> well, he you was saying it. He loaded. was saying it, and I just pictured Dan Aykroyd going cross-eyed in <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, oh, I, I wouldn't say that. If I could have a ghost do anything, it would maybe start my car on a winter morning. Oh yeah, brush your car off. Yeah, 
Get out there, asshole. If you live here for fucking free, it's not giving me ghost money, which I can't fucking use. Are you going to go get me beer and bring it back? That'd be great. How about you, April? I would want a ghost that did laundry. Oh, like okay. did did a pile, did a load of laundry every day, and not just like throw it in the wash. You throw it in the wash, and you throw it in the dryer, and you fold it, and then you put it away. Like the full cycle of laundry. I, uh, the, I swear to God, there's probably at least ten moms who are listening to this. My and wife just broke her neck, bobbing her head up and down. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. That is such a solid truth, yep. Larry. What? It's touching the. It's touching the basket. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, you got a snort out of me. Oh, God. If I could have a ghost do one thing for me, I th- I think a per- I would have it be my personal chef. Yeah. yeah. Just make me good, healthy dinners. I'm shocked. What? I'm surprised you didn't say edit these podcasts. <laughs> no, that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Oh. He would have more time to enjoy Which, editing the yes. podcast if he didn't have to make his own dinner. Josh. Anal. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want to get... F- I- why would you want to get fucked in the ass, Josh? Oh it's so God. weird. In the well, because it doesn't says, hurt no, every time. It doesn't hurt as much when it's ghost wiener. Butt sex. Was it you? <laughs> I feel like it was you when we brought up ghosts the last time and you were like, where do they wear clothes? They go to the other. Yeah. <laughs> Why, there's ghost clothes? <laughs> yeah, they, they, they shop at Ghost to- Gap. It's, so, it's, well, like, it's a thing. Well, now, are these your favorite clothes or are these the clothes you died in? It's interesting because if you died like in a horrible thing, like a fire, you're kind you of have sc- no clothes. You have no clothes. Or if you died because you got sodomized by a gorilla, I'm assuming it's a horrible way to butt. die. <laughs> you just be walking around, shit's falling out of your butt. Ghost shit. There's like, there's like ghost organs falling out of you. <laughs> but I sure wish I wouldn't have been all, all grabby with those gorillas. <laughs> Didn't help I had a banana up my ass. Oh, this is going to hurt. <laughs> oh my God. Is that a balloon? A stretching. <laughs> Damn it, Harambe. Get that away from me. <laughs> oh, Actually, boy. apes have really tiny wieners. That's true. I would so think you would have known that. No, I I do. He does. I just I, I just I mean it's it's just it's one of those it's things. It's funnier that, to imagine they have giant dongs though. Yeah, you just imagine they're sporting a tree trunk when they walk around. <laughs> but in fact, God was they cruel. Got a, they got a little light switch. Fuck my wife. All right. Okay, so anyway, there's all this shit going on. The events continued for just over a year, and in many ca- it was 19 months to be exact. And in many cases, there were witnesses, and lots of them. Like this is probably one of those cases that has the most documented. Like there was a cop, a constable, a woman who actually documented the fact that she saw a chair move across the room. There's a police report in fucking in the UK. Which I got to give props to our UK listeners. What well, up? They have the weird police. Wee They do. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a to Xbox, Xbox, or Sony. Wee you, wee you. Oh man. Okay. We where's that Seinfeld drop? <laughs> Good one though, Josh. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh harder the second time I hear it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
so the in its later stages, the case was notable for the emergence of abusive and often obscene speech from the mouth of a twelve-year-old girl. Now, um, we were going to play a clip in the middle, but we might actually play that sooner than later. I just want to give my other sound guy a heads up. So, this is some crazy shit. Um, there is a voice coming from this little girl. Her mouth's not moving, and in a minute we'll play it, but I want to go through a few things to kind of set this up now. And it's later, uh, it was this very gruff and masculine voice. It's like I said, it sounds like the voice of the Linda Blair character from the exorcist. The one that, because it's not, it's not the little girl. It's actually like, there was like a girl that he literally had smoking, drinking whiskey, just making her voice sound rough. Like the voiceover guy for the Dodge Ram. Yeah, all the torque and power you need. Exactly, and actually think of that when you hear this clip in a minute. Um, so Maurice Gross was a successful inventor. Initiated an investigation soon after the start of the events on behalf of the Society for Physical Research. Gross was soon joined by author and paranormal investigator Guy Lon Guy Lyon Playfair, whose 1980 book "This House Sounds Is Haunted, Made Up." It does. <laughs> Sounds so happy. Well. British names always just to me, and this is no thing for them, but like Maurice Gross. I mean, Gross Maurice, Maurice is like a name I would tag on mm-hmm. like a turtle in like an animated series. Was it? Yeah. And Guy <laughs> Lion play sounds like a guy who was on my track team, Maurice. And Guy Lion Playfair sounds like he literally has frilly cuffs, and he's like straight out of like a flock of seagulls music video. <laughs> And I ran. And as, uh, anyway, so he wrote a book called This House is Haunted, an investigation of the Einfeld poltergeist. And he is one of the key players of this. He's more like these two are way more involved than the Warrens are. The main source of that information that they used came from that book, and that is actually some of what I use, too. Detailed and broadly accurate reports published over a period of time by the Daily Mirror, who kind of went to sh- sh- and on to shit the bed later on. But um, during that time, they were legit. Um, nowadays, it's like, the queen queefed. <laughs> Here's a hot dog with a face of Jesus. <laughs> cool, oh, thanks. Boy. So that led to a lot of attention. Now... I want to do this real quick before again before we get into it. I want to break down this family a bit. Now the house is 284 Green Street. When I didn't mention this, this is off the sciencyclopedia.spr.ac.uk, which is a whole lot of fucking shit thrown out there. But basically, the gist of it is the Sci Encyclopedia. They have a great article written by Melvin Willen that breaks this whole thing down. Now the family, the house is eight or the house is 284 Green Street. Which which is uh, pretty much a street. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Good to I'm know. Sorry. I was skipping I'm pretty ahead. much a human. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> a three-bedroom, council-owned, semi-detached house dating from the 1920s. At this time, it was occupied by a family consisting of a 47-year-old divorcee, Peggy Hodgson, and her four children, Margaret Margaret 13, Janet 12, John 11, and Billy 7. Now, Janet was the focus. All except Janet are referred to in this house as haunted by pseudonyms, respectively Peggy, Harper, Rose, Pete, and Jimmy. Now, Peggy Hodgson was considered by those who knew her to be a pleasant and conscientious 
conscientious person overcoming financial insecurity to do her best for her children, which is admirable. Any mom that's out there. And I got to say happy father's day to all you single moms out there taking care of kids, even though it just passed. But I, you know, my heart goes out to you. Margaret was serious and reserved. Janet lively and extroverted. John was only at home during the school holidays and some weekends since he boarded at a special school. Billy suffered from a severe speech defect, but in other respects was a typical little boy. Miss Hodgson's brother, John Burcum, a hospital worker, lived nearby at 272 Green Street with his wife, Sylvia, and two children, Paul and Denise. The two families appeared to be close, and John was supportive towards the Hodgson's. The Hodgson's next door, 282 neighbors, were builder Vic Nottingham, his wife, Peggy, and their 20-year-old son, Gary. Get a job, Gary. Yeah, Gary. <laughs> what are you doing back home, Gary? Get a job, eh? What oh, the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I I stopped committing as soon as I committed. That's what happens when I try to do a British accent. I'm sorry, UK. All right. So the first incidents were knocking on. It was actually 31 August 1977. I think the ghosts are like, hey, hello. Can we come in? <laughs> Penny. Penny. So the children, Janet and John, heard shuffling in their bedroom. Their mother entered the room and all three heard knocking sounds. So not just the kids, but the mom did too. Mm -hmm. Their mother was scared. A chest of drawers moved 18 inches across the room without any apparent physical contact. They immediately went to fetch help from the Nottingham's next door. Did Gary get a job? No, just kidding. <laughs> no. Vic and Gary Nottingham entered and heard further knocks. Vic later stated that he could find no source for the knocks. These fucking knocks are annoying. Fuck. See, again, this ghost needs to go make some goddamn pancakes. Get shit ready for the morning, asshole. At this point, Peggy Nottingham called the police, and that's what leads to what I said. But the constable that came and saw this witnessing a chair move three to four feet across the living room without any physical contact. There were further knockings over the next few days. Marbles and toy Lego building blocks appeared to fly around the house without anybody near them, which is talking creepy. It's already bad enough. Sometimes you, you step on them. I know. Let alone to be thrown at your face. You know, this is the other thing. I gotta imagine if this is an old ghost, this mm -hmm. asshole knows what it's like to step on a Lego mm -hmm. or even a fucking marble in the middle of the night as you get up to get some fucking hydration because you've been drinking <laughs> since 6 p.m. <laughs> Excuse me, ghost. I don't need foot pain. Step on that. That's right. Bet you that's gonna hurt. Fucking asshole. There's probably an auditor in his past life. So the Legos flew, the marbles flew, and in fact, they a lot of this was witnessed by the family and the Nottinghams. They they followed visits by council officials, clergymen, which kind of leads into like the exorcism exorcist con comparison because they eventually were like, "Fuck, you know, what if this is a demon or something?" I mean, who knows what it is? Mm -hmm. Why is this happening? But none of this deter deterred the phenomena, which continued unabated. On 4 September, Miss Nottingham phoned the Daily Mirror in the hope it would put her in touch with someone who could help. Reporter Douglas Bentz and photographer Graham Morris visited the house. Both men, both men. So we're batting 100 here. Everybody who witnesses mm -hmm. things sees flying objects. And um, the photographer actually was hit in the head by a Lego. 
traveling at speed. That was big Lego. This fucking Lego. <laughs> no, but this is what's crazy. Jesus. Must have been one of those mega blocks. It was yeah. a duplo. It was a duplo right to the. This is what's crazy. That shit. <laughs> That shit bruised him. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez. A fucking Jesus. Lego. I've never thrown a Lego that hard in my life. I've, and I've fucking tried to put sh- <laughs> like Millennium Falcons and fucking AT-ATs together. So I know what it's like when you're like, I can't find the fucking piece. And you kick the shit out of your Legos. <laughs> but to throw it that hard. I mean, this this is a fucking asshole ghost. He threw it at ludicrous speed. Yeah, I think it was fucking the ghost of Nolan Ryan, eh? <laughs> <laughs> fucking 90s. Baseball nice baseball re- reference. <laughs> My baseball references end at 92. All your sports way. references. <laughs> I was like Larry Bird, Joe Montana, Nolan yeah. Ryan. <laughs> yep. Hey, you guys much. seen that Barry Sanders guy? He's pretty he really run. special. He was great. That's what this ghost were like. Hello, Plexus salesman. <laughs> so you don't want my Plexus? <laughs> I'm going to throw a Lego fast. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Anyway, now, I know I told you to cue that up, but um, I want to I wanna do a quick clip right now. And this is what, what you're about to hear is taken from Maurice Gross and Guy Playfair when they moved into kind of examining this. This is one of the earlier clips of the daughter being inhabited by this creature. Her mouth isn't moving. This is this like voice, real footage? Yes. This is real. This is what you hear the ghost say. Let me hear you say my name. Come on. Let me hear you say my name. Clamp shut. Thanks, ghost, who throws Legos fast. <laughs> oh God, he's here. I was wondering. I was wondering where you were. We got a live interview with the uh, ghost from the end. Yeah, my name is uh, Nancy, or whatever my name is. I didn't wasn't paying attention. <laughs> it's okay. You can be Nancy. I'm just waiting for a blank space to say something. Where you? It's just that you know we don't accept gender nowadays. We just are. We do accept gender. We don't care what you are, though. I guess is that the thing? Who fucking knows? I can't keep track of this shit. Ghost, what do you <laughs> think? I, I know. I give up too. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm supposed to fight it when someone goes to the bathroom anymore. (laughs) You see a cross-dressing turtle walk into the bathroom. You're just like, hey, wait. Oh, fuck. I can't be. That's not PC, I guess. (laughs) 
My name is Clarence. <laughs> a fucking talking turtle? Really, uh, my name is Nancy. I really got to drain the weasel. Okay. Well, point me to the ladies' room, please. All right, here's a moist towelette for your moist. chin. <laughs> Good. Moist. Everybody can use a moist towelette. Especially after eating chicken wings. Yeah. Mm. Love me some chicken wings. What do you guys like on your chicken wings? Just plain? Spicy garlic. Mm-hmm. Blue cheese. Mm-hmm. I usually like hot wings. Not as hot as uh, <laughs> the blazing, B- blazing yeah, from B-dubs, but I do like hot wings and doing a like buttermilk ranch. Cool. Yeah. I'm not a big wing person. No. I, prefer, I prefer boneless. But um, yeah, nice buffalo sauce. Mm. I would say I'm with Larry on the spicy garlic. Yeah. Garlic always makes things taste just so much better. It's true. And it's not like butter or like something super fattening. It's just got a good tang to Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. All right. Continuing on. (laughs) Maurice Gross and Guy Playfair. In early September, the Daily Mirror's fellows contacted Society for Physical Research and spoke to the secretary, Eleanor O'Keefe. O'Keefe got in touch with Maurice Gross, who had recently joined the organization and declared his willingness to act as an investigator if any interesting cases should arise. Gross was a successful inventor, responsible among many innovations for the rotating advertising billboard. Oh, great. Thanks for making me want to eat McDonald's. His interest in paranormal phenomena had been awakened by a series of meaningful coincidences that followed the death of his daughter, Janet. Interesting. Same name. In August of 76, of head injuries sustained during a motorcycle accident. It wasn't due to a Lego? No. No. Which, yeah, that's motorcycle. i kind of interested in how that happened. Gross visited the house on 5 September. He advised Ms. Hodgson to remain calm and recommended she take notes of any incidents. On 8 September, Gross and three Daily Mirror reporters witnessed a loud crash. Convinced that Hodgson's claims were genuine, Gross... Gross decided to take the case. During subsequent visits, he and others observed marbles that flew through the air and landed on the floor without rolling. So they would just dead stop. What? Mm. Which to me, if there was a ghost, I just imagine he like throws it, runs across the room real quick. He's like, (gasps) and then like throws his foot down. So it just stops (laughs) dead. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, these guys are going to shit their pants tonight, (laughs) which is going to be funny because I can't smell and they'll hate it. Doors and drawers that opened on their own accord, door chimes that swung, objects, teaspoons, cardboard box, and a fish tank lid lid that jumped. Which I can imagine the fish is like, fuck you! What was I mad about? I forgot. The movements were witnessed by Gross, the Hodgson's, Peggy Nottingham's father, and four reporters and photographers from the Daily Mirror. At this relatively early stage, as many as ten people not related to the family had witnessed the phenomena at first hand. So that I mean, this gets this worse. This is crazy. Yeah, because usually it's like two, usually it's one like or two, two people, and you you assume they're bullshitters. But well, you heard the voice on that recording. I mean, it did sound like a dog bark, kind of like a shark, 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 shark. What's a shark, shark? A sharding shark. <laughs> Can I just interject? Garrett had the greatest thing the other day. He told us. He goes, "Hey, April." I said, "What's up, kiddo?" He goes, "Do you know what diarrhea steam is?" 
I said, no, I don't know what diarrhea steam is. He goes, it's when you have diarrhea, but there's none left inside, but then you fart and it comes out and it smells like diarrhea, but it's just hot steam. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the kid of the shoops. You thought these two were classy. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Never been so proud. Raising our kids right here in the shoop house. Okay, so there's there's quite a bit of phenomena that surrounds this case, and I'm going to go through a list that the this is this isn't a complete list either. This is like just some of the shit. And I saw an interview with guy. Uh, Playfair, who was explaining, and this was like in 2012. His brother, he's, Guy he's, Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, haunting in Flavortown. <laughs> Caused by ghost peppers. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, so the incidents at Einfeld are among the most closely recorded in any poltergeist-type case. Gross, Playfair, Miss Hodgson, and other eyewitnesses kept records of varying levels of detail. Tape recordings, mainly by Playfair and Gross, eventually totaled over 180 hours, which is why we're going to play another clip during the middle that I have saved. 180 hours? Yes. We don't even have that. We've done a hundred and some episodes. I know, which is crazy to me because I feel like we've been doing this. That's a lot of Max L's. Yeah. (laughs) So we got marbles and pieces of Lego that got seen traveling through the air at great speed, seemingly emanating from walls or windows. A teapot shook vigorously on a cabinet in the absence of any external vibration. Metal spoons bent and the lid of a metal teapot was deformed. The shade of a bedside lamp tilted and then straightened. Hmm. A toilet door opened and closed when nobody was nearby. Cardboard boxes and cushions were thrown by an unknown force. You better save that sound because there's some stuff coming soon. (laughs) A slipper was thrown across the room by an unknown source. Probably my mom. A framed certificate was pulled off the wall. A bedroom carpet was pulled up at the edge to form an identical shape each time, an effect which Gross was unable to replicate. A seti seti was levitated and overturned in front of several witnesses. 11-year-old couch. Oh, okay. 11-year-old Janet was levitated, which, by the way, there are pictures of her levitating. Mm Mm-hmm. You can see them online. Google it. Usually this is where the most debunker stuff comes in. Fucking floating over here. (laughs) That's what she said. So, kitchen unit doors slid open of their own accord. Tubular door chimes swung from side to side many times. Footsteps were heard where nobody else was present. 12-year-old Margaret was held fast by an unknown force. Knocks, bangs, crashes were heard. Not caused by plumbing, vibration, or other external sources. Guys, the lights just flashed. I I think I said that the ghost was stupid too many times. Nancy's here. He wants retribution. Spring Hill Jack put the ghost on his shoulders and bounced over here. No really problem. It's just your uh, electric bills do. Oh. <laughs> so you're a ghost that works for DTE? I do. I, <laughs> can I see your bill, please? I think there might be a... There are more useful things you could be doing, guys. Mm. Anyway. Uh-oh. You're so stupid. <laughs> I can't even with you. Don't even. Just What's go. Going out? Yeah. Well... <laughs> No, I want to hear. I just got notifications on my uh, on Facebook uh-huh. that I had uh, four or five people like my status. Farting is fun. I mean, it's not wrong. <laughs> little sidestep for a second while we go through this list. Josh and April, they do this a lot. 
I think Josh does it the most to his dear wife. He'll get on her Facebook and post this craziest, like, I love poop. He changed my profile picture to unicorn poop once. And then I promptly liked, like, a hundred pages about farting. Yeah, that's the best part is still, still to this day, I'll be scrolling from through my news feed and like Brazilian fart porn update. It's <laughs> and it's super obscure, like Gary's poop page or something like that. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it's from two months ago when he went on and liked a bunch of poop pages on my Facebook account. Josh, <laughs> you. You were destroying this poor woman's I, life. I, it's funny because I can't imagine doing that to Aaron. <laughs> what would Aaron do? I think she would get really upset. Yeah. But you guys, it works. It works. Revenge, revenge is swift and it's coming. Ooh. The lady wolf. Maybe not the, today. Maybe not tomorrow. The lady wolf has spoken. It's coming. She's like Arya Stark. You yep. better watch out. Mm-hmm. All right. Ah, so footsteps were heard where nobody was present. 12-year-old Margaret was held. Okay, I said that. Mm-hmm. Coins disappeared from one room and reappeared in another. Now, they talk about the dematerialization where it can like pass through walls. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking nuts. And in fact, the ghost, or, yeah, the, the ghost, the spirit actually talks about how he, he does that. He's just like, I dematerialize it. He doesn't sound like my drunk ass, but... (laughs) Dematerialize it. Man, I'd be a terrible ghost. So, water appeared in circumstances... Getting haunted, you have no idea what's being said. Sturkin a spins burns. (laughs) What? What was that ghost? Was I trying to say turkey? I don't know. (laughs) It's one of those... It's it's like Zenzizi's and BB. We'll never know. Yep. I really don't know the... Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. So, uh, normally reliable electrical equipment failed to work. Now, I've often heard that ghosts really kind of flow with electricity. Like, they're... Mm -hmm. That's like their main thing. Like, they can overload like circuits or they can make like shit like electrically just appear or it use they can use electricity in their mm-hmm. like dimension the right yeah which is a common thing like lights flickering or um power going out so then continuing on there were apparitions that were seen in the, the ooh, they're creepy the iron frame of a built-in fireplace was wrenched from the wall which is insane because kids can't do that mm-hmm. no i think that was the single strongest event that drew the most people from the paranormal world to the home well they could they saw it and they were like okay obviously opposite i would be fucking gone (laughs) i mean that's the thing i'm let's be real here if 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 a ghost if a ghost has got that kind of he-man strength i don't want to deal with it and if he's throwing fucking legos like fucking nolan ryan at my face i don't want to deal with that either yep as soon as that thing gets pulled out of the wall he's gonna probably turn He's such a prick, Gone. too. I'm going to imagine he probably turns your Xbox off before you finish The Witcher 3. So he's like, you want that platinum? No! And then your shit turns <laughs> off. Whoa, 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 whoa. I already got the platinum. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Greatest gamer in the world, Joshua Shoop. <laughs> I got a platinum in naming most games the game of the year in the same year. <laughs> 
Don't laugh there, movie of the I year. Know. I just saw the greatest <laughs> movie of the year. I'm watching my favorite. It's the best. If you want to listen to this song, it's also my favorite song I've ever heard. It just <laughs> happened. Also, this is the me. This meme is the funniest meme I've ever seen mm-hmm. here. I'm gonna now. Whenever we're together and we're, yeah, we're like, oh, Ryan sent a photo. It's yeah, a meme. meme. Yep. Yeah. Oh, me. there's a cat playing chopsticks. I love that. I know. I love your memes. You always, <laughs> you always find funny ones. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the iron frame of, uh, like I said, was wrecked. Excrement appeared in inappropriate places. Now let me let feces. Me, let me talk about this for a second. I think any place that's not a toilet <laughs> is an inappropriate <laughs> place. At one point, Plus you're a dog. The True. mom got a turd. With yeah, because then you're going to go under the couch in your parents' bedroom. Let's see. How about the kitchen floor after you eat a red crayon? That was my favorite. Yep. Uh, let's see. Where you're else is our to dog? Teach shit. your dog the shit outside. Yeah, we tried. We're He's working an on asshole. it. Species. So the mom got a turd thrown at her with toilet paper wrapped around it. Wow. Like Nolan Ryland. One of the times the mom walked into the bathroom, she saw her kid in the bathtub and somebody had taken a podcaster's dump shit level of Species. shit and smeared it around the knobs and then like painted it on the wall and then threw a fucking log in the, t- the tub with the kid just floating there. <laughs> Like, okay. what a shitty ghost. To be fair, Feces. Asher has dropped some solid logs in the bathtub that I will, I turn around. And I'm like, oh, God. It's, yeah. I have actually seen my daughters drop 12-inch sub fucking turds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it is pretty spectacular. Is. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect sound cue. Yeah, it's it's insane how how much shit comes out of little kids. So you know, throwing it at her head. There were liquid shit, like Ah! liquid shit spots that were spotted in the house, like literally just like sitting in the middle of nowhere. Like, did somebody just like have a? Did somebody get fucked by a gorilla and then it just falls out as they walk by? I'm sorry, maybe uh, fucked by a horse. That's probably more accurate. We've had these poops. The liquids. It's usually when I'm sick. You know, there's mm-hmm. always the, the worst poops are the transition from sick to healthy. Because your body's like, I got to oh, get the smell. Oh, they're terrible. Oh, like, I, <laughs> we were in Chicago. Yeah. And you took this night after drinking dump and I could hear you dry heaving in the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> you were disgusted yourself. That's I did. Impressive. I said it out loud. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> Look, all humans, we've all been there. <laughs> and if gorillas could drink, I'm sure they'd take horrible shits, too. Oh, <laughs> drunk gorilla shits. So, and in fact, I want to say one more. There was actually a turd mess where the turd spelled out the word shit. That like, seems appropriate. That seems very li- very literal. Like almost the, <laughs> like an 11-year-old girl would do it, which is the case in some of these. Ugh. Now, it was found that some of the cases, Janet actually had done, done it to kind of, well, see, the thing was their dad was gone. And these so guys were like father figures after a while. They were there for 19 months. Wow. I mean, if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. They were sad, and the transition is rough. 
And going through a divorce is rough, and um, it doesn't get any easier. And for for this girl who, you know, had so many instances where she was um, possessed by this voice and, you know, saying all this crazy stuff, it's just like, man, like, wow. They would egg that on. I would imagine they were having a good time. I mean, it's weird to say, but like that much attention. There's people from the press. The stories on the news. There's a documentary, not a documentary, but you know what I mean? Like news cameras rolling. I'm sure that like the attention is probably kind of fun in a way. I don't know what they were thinking when they published all this stuff. I don't know if they totally believed it, but I know the witnesses did. And the other thing I want to say too, is that Janet, the one that had the voice, um, yeah, I had a turtle head poking on it. That mother (laughs) is touching cotton right now. I am crowning. What do you, do you think if you were like just about to poop and, and got, murdered would you spend the rest of eternity with the turtle head yeah i get get like a turd hanging out right now oh that's the worst i can't pinch it off Mm, that is hell (laughs) that would be (laughs) (laughs) so dangler (laughs) there are a few test of people that testified about um the the investigations into the house but i want to i want to get into the voice again now in december 1977 three months after the start of the disturbances an anomalous voice began to emanate from janet it started as a series of whistles and dog-like barks and developed into a human voice that of an elderly male harsh and guttural and quite unlike janet's the voice identified itself as joe wilkins a pseudonym for watson in this house is haunted the book that was written about this whole debacle. And it claimed that he had lived in the house. The previous occupant was in fact, a Mr. Wilkins who had died in the house, a fact seemingly unknown to the child. It habitually swore and would say fuck off and claimed to be still living and to sleep in Janet's bed. Interrogated by Richard gross, Maurice gross's son, a solicitor, the voice gave further details Fuck off. Damn. (laughs) I went blind and I had a hemorrhage and I fell asleep and I died on a chair in the corner downstairs. To eliminate the possibility that Janet herself was faking the voice, Gross taped up Janet's mouth. The voice continued to be heard. Somewhat subdued, as was the case on future occasions when Janet's mouth was also filled with water. Just to double check. Agua. Early in January 1978, Margaret started to speak in a similar harsh voice, but without the same intensity or duration as Janet. That's the older sister. Now, the source of the voice. Many hours of recordings of the voice were made. A contact microphone placed on the back of Janet's head picked up what appeared to be a different and louder sound than her normal voice. A speech therapist approached by the investigators was unable to say where the sound was coming from or how it was being sustained. It had some resemblance to a false vocal cord tone. John Hasted, a physicist at London's Burbeck College, carried out an experiment together with Adrian Forsen, a phonetics expert at Foreskin. University. <laughs> good, good derail. Uh, a phonetics expert at 
University College London tests with a Larnograph banana root indicated an effect indicated an effect known as plica ventricularis or muscle tension in the clitoris. Yeah. And the throat can produce sounds independent of the vocal cords. Hmm. This is a known thing though. Muscles, muscle tension in the throat can produce sounds independent of the vocal cords. And when used with the diaphragm, which she did claim could actually make sound. However, Larry, is that your snore? Snore? <laughs> is that going to be the new no. snore thing? <laughs> no, that's those are sounds created in the throat. However, there are known side effects in this condition around six weeks of hoarseness and a sore throat. So even if she was doing that, she would technically have a sore throat and she didn't. Mm-hmm. And her voice wasn't raspy when she talked normally. Ray Allen was a ventriloquist who felt that the voice was being produced via the diaphragm, but this was disputed by Gross and Playfair. Gross was so convinced of the paranormal origin of the fact that he offered 500 pounds to a nominated charity if any child could replicate the voice under the terms he specified. Nobody took up the offer. He was further encouraged in his conviction that the voice had an unknown source when reading of similar historical cases from people suffering possession. For example, at the moment when the count alters a more or less changed voice issues from the mouth of the person in the fit. The top register of the voice is displaced. The feminine voice is transformed into a bass tone. There have been more recent reports of a similar phenomena. Creepy to hear, because I didn't know this. In 2012, Professor Richard E. Gallagher of the New York Medical College reported that a woman known as Julia would enter a trance and utter obscenities and voices completely different from her own. In 2014, police in Indiana... Oh, shit, that's close. And the U.S. investigated a case where the children of LaToya Ammons displayed what she took to be signs of demonic possession, such as speaking in an unnaturally deep voices. With that, we're going to take a break. Tell me how you, how you knocked that settee over. Come on, tell me how you knocked it over. By the bottom. You what? Is that what? By the bottom. Yes. Underneath. Underneath it, yes. Yes. And then what did you do? Make Janet come in the room first. Why did you make, why did you have to make Janet come in the room first? So she gets the blame. So she gets the blame? Yes. Could you do it if, if Margaret came in the room first? Might be or, or, or if Mrs. Hodgson came in the room first, could you do it then? No, she's too old. She's too old? <laughs> could you do it if I came in the room first? No. Well, what's age got to do with it? What, what difference does it make? How take old energy you? from young people, not old ones. Oh, you only take energy? Yes. Why can't you take energy from old people? I use it all in the day. Pardon? I use it all. Oh, old people use more energy during the day. And do young people store it up then? Yes. How do you take their energy?
second segment time. Yahoo! The, t- the time when all the f- Yahoo! favorite segments come into play. But I got to round this episode out with some more of this info. So there were varying methods of investigation that happened during this time. It, it happened between August of 77 and October of 1978. In May 1978, the SPR commissioned a committee to investigate the investigation consisting of Mary Rose Barrington, Hugh Pincott, Peter Halson, and John Stiles. Huge, pin- huge Pincock? Yep. British names. Right, 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 right. They carefully interviewed many of the witnesses, considering much of the testimony to be clear and convincing. They also saw expertise from Charles Moses of the Southern California Society for Physical Research, an experienced investigator. Guys, the walls are shaking in this house today. <laughs> that was more than a purr. That's There's some sure. broccoli that must have been ingested. The committee concluded that there was good evidence for paranormal phenomena described by a credible informants through judgment Though judgment was reserved on incidents that could not have been clearly observed or where witnesses were found to not be entirely convincing, they were wary of attributing a paranormal origin to Janet's other voice. Barrington felt personally satisfied that paranormal events took place at Einfeld and considered the tearing away of the fireplace an item of poltergeistry of the First Order. Physicist John Hasted found that Janet's body increased in weight when she was strapped to a Blundell couch device to measure such anomalies. He reported two sudden five-second weight increase signals of about one kilogram and a minute gradual weight increase, which eventually returns to normal. An anomaly he was unable to explain. He was further intrigued. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, if I sit in front of a a case of spinach and artichoke dip with some kettle chips, there's a pretty quick weight gain that happens somewhere in there, too. Um, Physicist David Robertson carried out experiments at Einfeld. He attempted to video Janet secretly, but found it impossible to conceal the equipment from her. He reported a levitation of Janet, the teleportation of a large cushion to the house roof, the overturning of a sideboard, his head being struck by a flying plate, his hair pulled when he slept on the floor of the front room, which is, you know, this is you know, housing for welfare people. So, I mean, I'm assuming you don't have a lot of space. Janet was given a detailed physical and psychological assessment at London's Maudsley Institute of Neuropsychiatry by Peter Fenwick. No abnormality was discovered, such as damage to the brain or evidence of epilepsy. Hypnosis similarly failed to uncover any evidence of psychological frailty. Playfair undertook some research that found similarities with some manifestations of Tourette syndrome, including explosive utterances, which if you listen to the the, the voice, the, the ghost There's voice. There's going to be a lot of sad cunts out there. It's scary and it's loud and it's very obtrusive. Like Larry said, and I, I have to agree with him, it kind of sounds like a dog bark. Mm-hmm. When medical doctors were called out, they usually prescribed calming drugs to help Janet sleep. National press reporters, photographers, television crews used different approaches to try to uncover the reason for the phenomena. Some introduced professional magicians to try to discover fraudulent activity, which there was a magician who came in there. Ta-da! Is, I know. 
hey, this guy's going to show me some card tricks. I trust him. All right. Like, he saw the lady in half. I don't know what that has to do with our problem. <laughs> if the mind freak himself decided to show up. I think your daughter's possessed. Yeah. Chris Angel. He's got to be the biggest shit stain of a new metal byproduct <laughs> of snake oil, oil salesman I and junko jeans. in my off time. <laughs> I've heard he's actually a really nice guy, though. Okay. Him and, him and Guy Fieri. Well, until he starts yeah, donating to our PayPal. I, he does a lot of things for children's charities. Okay, I take it back. Toys for taunts. <laughs> Is it because he's still... a a little boy. Okay, anyway. Mediums. Two Brazilian mediums. Luiz Gaspreto and Elise Dupagras apparently had some beneficial effect on Janet's behavior. A somewhat theatrical performance by another medium, Gary Sherrick, also resulted in relative calm for a short while. Matthew Manning, a healer and psychic, visited the Hodgson's wishing to share knowledge of such events from his own experiences which he believed originated from an individual's own energy. Manning said he had experienced oh headaches of a similar nature to Peggy Hodgson's at times when phenomena was about to take place. Dano Gimleg Meiling, a Dutch healer and clairvoyant, visited in October of 78. save with a coupon if you... It's now, right. Dutch gold. <laughs> this person visited, and it's interesting... It's interesting to me because there's 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 a cap I want to throw on this this clairvoyant, but um, there was a lot of skepticism about this case. Likely so. I mean, this is a well publicized poltergeist ghost activity, and like I said, if you Google this, the, there are plenty of people that are out to debunk it. But the problem is, is their debunking is really it's kind of one dimensional. They're not really stating because some of these, these moments of fan fantastic, like crazy moments with this ghost. I mean, how do you logically explain it? How do you logic? I mean, these people were testing out the marble theory constantly trying to drop a the marble and make it stop, but it never did. The fact that those times that that happened and it would just dead stop, no roll. I mean, this is a spherical object. It, it Theoretically, you put a marble on a floor, especially something like a kitchen floor, it's going to roll everywhere. So, Gross and Playfair conceded that Margaret and Janet had sometimes tried to trick them, and that's kind of this curveball. And that leads a lot of people to believe that this was fake. Mm -hmm. But they insisted that these occasions were very few. And in fact, I think one of them stated there were like, what's that? They said that they faked only about 2% of it. Yeah. No, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was about to say four, but yes, it was about 2% of the, you know, overall hundred percent. I mean, and these, a lot of these, like the fact that that cop was there and then that, that shit actually went down. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times has a cop been around where there isn't a firearm blaring and some sort of like, Ooh, I just shot the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did your job soldier. Oh boy. So the family and direct neighbors believe the phenomena to be real. Those who knew Peggy Hodgson had no doubts about her personal integrity. However, hmm. some potentially credible witnesses disputed the veracity of the phenomena often after just a few visits, and in some cases without visiting at all. 
Media coverage was typically trivial and sensationalist with headlines such as terror for family and spook riddle. Ghost hunters clash. <coughs> Whoa. Nice. I'm sorry. I tried to hold back. I couldn't. Ghost hunters clash over mystery of spook and of spoof kids. <coughs> and Phantom Fred is a force to fear. It's kind of some alliteration. They're getting mm-hmm. clever there. This House is Haunted was published in 1980, the book that the writer wrote about it. It was reviewed skeptically by Anita Gregory, a SPR member and investigator who had visited Einfeld with John Bailoff in December of 77. The pair argued that the girls enjoyed play acting. Gregory alleged that John Burcum told her that Janet taught herself the tricks of talking in a deep voice and that she enjoyed keeping strangers hopping about. Gregory also stated that Peggy Nottingham had told her that what was going on now was pure nonsense and it was kept going by the investigators. After rejoinders from Gross, Gregory repeated her suspicion regarding the paranormal paranormality of the girls' voices and her belief that Playfair's book was far too sketchy, unsystematic, imprecise, ambiguous, and confusing to be seen as a contribution to research. Melvin Harris, an author of debunking books, analyzed the photographs in The House is Haunted, This House is Haunted, concluding they showed the girls indulging in spirited hijinks and forcefully denying that they could be held to represent paranormal events. In reply, Playfair defended the photographs as follows, and in the most recent interview that I saw in 2012, none of these guys are saying that this is false. Mm. So even years and years and decades after this whole thing had happened, that was 35 years at that point. They didn't deny it. I mean, you'd think at some point they'd be like, gotcha. And then the, (laughs) then the lady would be a full grown woman. Now would just be like, I can do this thing with my voice. Um, Wow, that sounded like a great uh, German Shepherd. Amazing. So, on the curtain-twisting sequence, Harris suggests that the curtain had simply been hit by the bedclothes and knocked off the window ledge. He does not explain how the curtain then moves into the room as it can plainly be seen in the first picture instead of towards the window as one might expect, nor does he explain how it moves to the right the opposite direction to that of the bed clothes and then twists into a tight spiral. Now this picture is actually really creepy when you see the, the, the curtains, the, the pictures from this, I mean, whether you, they're real or not, if this is just a kid acting out, it's still creepy to me because mm-hmm. then, you know, we don't, we still don't know a lot about mental illnesses in this country. And if that's, if that's the, the way it goes, it's creepy. It is still creepy. Um, in a later response to Gregory, Gross defended himself against her criticisms and pointed out that she had conceded the case included some good evidence and testimony. So even the naysayers were like, well, there's still something to this. Gross and Playfair published further reflections some years later in 1988 Here they drew attention to the large number of written and spoken testimonies from witnesses. They described in detail the constant and anomalous problems that they and professionals had experienced with sound and video recording equipment when trying to capture evidence. They bewailed the lack of balance shown in some sections of the media, denouncing the many inaccuracies, distortions, half-truths, and blatant lies about the Enfield case that have found their way over the years into print or radio and TV programs. Professional skeptics continued to criticize it 
but the overall consensus was something happened. Something, something really did. Mm. So a dispute did arise in 92 in the BBC drama ghost watch, which was modeled on some aspects of the Enfield case. Playfair received a settlement out of court in 1998. Gross took court action against the comedian, David Badiel Badiel for giving his name to a character in his novel time for bed, a psychic investigator who runs away with a married woman. Badiel paid out of court. The winnings went to charity, which is kind of a thing. These people didn't get money. The, mm-hmm. This 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 ruined their lives in some ways, and in fact, to see like modern day Janet in interviews, she looks tortured. She looks like she's been through hell. Mm-hmm. And if anything, that is the best evidence to me. Even if again, if it's mental illness, they went through some shit in that house. Gross appeared in a French documentary, The Strange Odyssey, in 95. He was interviewed by a Japanese film company in 96, at which time Terry Wilkins, son of the former occupant of the Einfeld House and putative entity Bill Wilkins, confirmed that his father had died in the house many years early in the circumstances that Janet's voice had described. Playfair remains an active researcher, author, and SPR council member. He vigorously defends the legitimacy of the investigation and the claims of paranormality. In 2007, he took the times to task for making unfounded comments about the case. Now, I want to say that um, yes, Maurice Gross was the the father figure, right? He was the guy that came in and he was inspired specifically by the fact that the ghost well, he wasn't inspired by the ghost. He he was he was a skeptic, but he came into it with an open mind. His daughter had died and we knew about that, like I had mentioned. When that clairvoyant came into the question, he asked the ghost if it was his daughter, Janet, that was doing this. And the the ghost actually said it was 24 years old, which, according to the math, would have actually been the age of his daughter. <laughs> and soon after that happened, the ghost activity stopped. Weird. Slowly, but mm-hmm. faded away. So there's some people that believe that one of the ghosts in that house, one of the main ghosts was his dead daughter. Which is interesting and kind of like, I don't know, kind of comforting in a way. Because I know we all have people we love and eventually the people that we love do die. We all do. And it's interesting to think that, you know, I don't know. If I saw my parents post them dying in a dream or even in in reality um, as a ghost, I don't think I would be scared. I think I'd be shocked, but then I would be, you know, my heart would wrench. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that, in a way, kind of had a similar effect on this situation. And in kind of a heartwarming twist, I think this ended up being a matter of a family coming closer together. And I know it, it ruined them because of the attention, but I think 
the the family stayed close with these two characters. In fact, the mm-hmm. guy that pl- that played kind of the father figure later on really did kind of become a member. Mm-hmm. They stayed in touch, and to this day, none of them but Janet, the one with the voice, does any interviews. She's the only one. And um, it's a scary thing. It's an interesting case. And I don't want to spoil the verdicts again, but, you know, something did happen. So let's get less serious and get down on some pop culture. It's time for the Pop Culture Minute with Josh. Sonic Boom! Yeah, uh, there's a lot of uh, different documentaries that have come out. Um, a few that have been mentioned already, but I'll go ahead and go through them anyways. In 92, the BBC a- actually aired a mockumentary entitled Ghost Watch, written by Stephen Volk and based on the Anfield Poltergeist. Uh, there's, you know, I'm not going to go through them all because there's a lot. Throughout the years, there's been a lot of different uh, documentaries, but. Uh, I think the biggest one would be, of course, the 2016 film, The Conjuring 2, which, as I stated at the beginning, is very loosely based. Uh, The Conjuring 2 is a directed by James Wan. It is the sequel to The Conjuring from 2013. Now, as we had stated, it's this kind of it's, of course, about the family, but it's they, they make it seem like. It's the uh, the Warrens that are there, and like they were the ones that discovered what was going on and kind of helped the family through it. Now, of course, the the big difference is being that there was a, a a creature dressed as a nun called Valak, which mm. that's all extra. But yeah, the the film has, has Patrick Wilson and Vera Farminga as paranormal investigators. And I, Which is like the hunky Hollywood version. These people look like if you put like a gray like, wig. They look like Ryan. Honky and handsome. Oh. <laughs> no, I was going to say they look good, and but the real version of these people are basically like trolls with like British suits on. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it... I, I can't speak enough good about the film. It's it is very good. Uh, April and I loved it, and there's actually a spinoff about the nun because so many people love that character so much. That's coming out this year, actually in September 2018. And just a fun little tidbit: it's actually starring Vera Farminga, her little sister, whose name is Taisha Farminga, who's from the American Horror Story shows. Oh. I think I know who that is, but we'll talk about that after, I guess. Yeah, cool. She, she's the uh, the daughter from uh, the first season, Murder House. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. So, yeah, she's going to be be playing that character. Apparently, she did quite well in the casting. Uh, and but the the most recent news, actually, this year, 2018, BBC Radio Four did a program called The Reunion, where. It was where they revisited the case with interviews with people who were actually involved in the entire uh, investigation. Interesting. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, yeah, here we are 
40 years later and people are they're still trying to just uncover what's going on so Mm -hmm. yeah that's all i have go see the conjuring 2 people that's your pop culture Well, Josh does his research and he does it well, but I'm curious, what do the people on the interwebs have to say and what are their internet answers or Yahoo? some digging on on the Yahoo Answers, and I Yahoo! thought... I feel um, like I'm on The Price is Right. I know. Come on down. Um, there were a lot of people asking about Poltergeist. Uh, yeah, that too. No, so, that um, was me. Sorry. That was a reference from the earlier Price <laughs> oh, is yeah. Right incident. From the... Uh, this particular individual uh, asked a question because... He thinks he's got um, a spirit that he contacted. Uh, he asks... I do, and it's uh, Captain Morgan. Yep. <laughs> uh, we were contacting a spirit on the Ouija board. We asked if it asked it if it had anything to say, and it spelled give. We asked what it wanted us to give to it and it said dog we asked it if it wanted our German shepherd as a sacrifice and it said yes is this a demonic spirit does it want us to sacrifice our dog to the devil just want to know if this has happened to anyone else does this mean our house has a demon inside of it please give any information that you might have thanks dog catcher ghost Uh, and then he adds after the fact uh, yes some other weird things have happened but nothing extreme so okay. apparently it's a just a demon that likes petting dogs. Uh, <laughs> the legend Ted Andrew wrote, "You have demon now, but <laughs> sacrificing it won't make it leave. Want to make it leave? Make I leave in the name of Christ. Demons know he's God and are forced to obey, whether they like it or not. Call out in his name." Uh. Yeah. Um, there's another one. <laughs> there, It's just, yeah, people are. Uh, you're using the Ouija board opened you up to the kingdom of darkness. The good news is that you don't have to comply with such an unreasonable, unloving demand. Don't use the Ouija board, psych, Ouija board, psychics, magic, or anything else again that can put you in harm's way. Satan and the demons are dangerous, and you were very fortunate they didn't hurt you this time, says two shepherds. Uh, user Gut Bucket wrote, yes, <laughs> and that's actually quite normal when trolls play with the Ouija board. Uh, user Aurora Rynanen, the Bi Reaper. <laughs> Aurora Borealis. God, I'm get, I'm infecting you all with my I language know. fuck ups. I'm sorry, guys. Anana and Thomas. Yes, uh, she wrote. Maybe the board wants its dog back. Evil dog? Question mark. The Ouija board also wants its cat back as well. Uh, user Wasabi wrote, I doubt you are serious, but just in case you are, you have no idea what you are playing with. You're in great danger. Throw the board right away. Uh, turn from this ASAP. 
Uh, anonymous user wrote, no, it's just a hungry ghost. He wants a hot dog. <laughs> Not your German shepherd. No such thing as ghosts or demons. Relax. Me too. Hot dogs are good. I know. What do, what's your favorite toppings on a hot dog? If you have to pick... Oh, oh yeah. I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. Mustard, onion, and pickle. Ooh. Perfect. Chili cheese dog all day. Like a chili... You want a cheddar dog from, uh, from yesterday. Yester dog. Yeah. I know. That's what we're all yeah. thinking. <laughs> yeah. I want a yesterday dog. Um, I like a good old-fashioned Texas dog. I don't know if any of you have ever Texas been... Texas dog. What's, what's shaped that? like a T? <laughs> it's a T-bone dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... Oh, God. <laughs> Dude. Demons. Dude, there is a it's ghost a that's chair. haunting Larry's chair. Yep. Occasionally he gets... <laughs> Ooh. Occasionally his chair wants to check his oil. <laughs> Puts the fear in you. Uh, no, Texas dog is barbecue sauce, coleslaw, and a mm. long sliced sandwich pickle. Oh, that does sound good. It's pretty much the best. Crunchy coleslaw. Crunchy coleslaw. Yeah. I felt like I had to like <laughs> you had to wipe drool. my face. Oh my God, I want that so yep. bad. We should have a hot Fourth, dog. Fourth of July, I'll bring the fixins for oh, uh, let's Texas do it. Dogs. We should let's just have it. like a big hot dog buffet. Yes. Just make your own hot dogs with yep. all these gourmet toppings. I had one. There's a place by my house, the uh, the Blue Dog, mm-hmm. and it has more. It's it's a hot dog with cream cheese. Yes. Coleslaw and God, I can't remember what else I had. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Mustard. Blue, that blue was dog's great. Nice. Oh, fun fact, by the way, if you're a listener of this show. And you'd like to know about where we grew up in. Actually, Yesterdog is played in the movie American Pie. Yes, it yeah. is. American Pie takes place in Grand Rapids slash East Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's, that's where all of us American Pie-esque fucking Midwest fucks come from. <laughs> Keep going. Yes. Uh no, I can't. I got to. Jesus, you people. Um, <laughs> uh, another anonymous user wrote, I think that you are a superstitious dumbass who can't grasp that, the, that this life is all we have. So you believe in stupid things like that so you can bring meaning to your life when, no offense, but there is none. I love people who say something that's super offensive and then yeah. throw in no, no offense. offense. Like that. Yeah. No, I'm not racist, but right, but and 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 you know, yeah. shut up, dude. <laughs> uh, user misinformation. That's I like her, right? Uh, give it your dog and hope it leaves you alone after that. That's terrible. I know that my, makes my, me sad. I'd be like, "Fuck off, ghost!" Yeah, you can't have Lando. Actually, no. I'd be like, "Here, take him." He shit, oh, on, he my shit on the he shit on the board. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. The board's mad. Yep. But and yeah. That's the uh feces. That's your Yahoo that's answers, your Yahoo folks. Answers. Okay, guys. It's time for a verdict. In one corner, four podcasters you trust with your life. Hey, I'd swipe left. Wait, sweet ripe? I, I don't know anymore. I've been with my girls he's for been a long a, enough yeah, time. I don't even know. He's no longer on Grinder. That's right. <laughs> he found me. He was Fred and I was Barney and now we're in love. That's for our gay listeners. Bonnie. Bonnie. <laughs> I like it. All right. In the other penis. corner is a girl who's talking, like I said, like a 45-year-old trucker. And we got to figure out what the fuck is going on in this Einfeld poltergeist. Joshua, you're my man. Your guy. 
I love you. This is complicated because you have this little girl that admits that there was shenanigans that there there's people that say there is the possibility that she could do the voice. However, she's also coming up with statistics that she should not know about. Right. At all. And most importantly, there's a lot of funny stuff happening. I do think that there was a bit that was made up like the, some of the some of the voice stuff, I think it was it was her. However, how many people do you have? People that why why would they even come up with a fake story to protect this family? Police officers and other people. So, I do think the house was haunted because hmm. how, how they people have seen things be thrown across the room, and they're not seeing a person go here take Lego. So uh, there's no doubt in my mind the house is haunted. I think that some of the information maybe was fed into her head, like the the guy that died there. That information maybe she came up with it and she said it, but she was uh, given this knowledge and she didn't realize it. So yeah, I think it's haunted. Nice, April. I am going to give this one a big fat, absolutely. Wow. I I've read into this. I there's no doubt in my mind that something was in that house. I think Josh is right. I think a lot of it got sensationalized uh because it was such a public story, but there are just facts that you can't deny. I mean, like he said, officers coming to the house and seeing things, just the sheer number of people who saw things and could corroborate um yeah, this to me is is an absolutely. Wow. I got chills. <sighs> They're multiplying. Lawrence, the you're ever, our naysayer. The ever skeptical. Yep. That's fine. It is Larry. okay to... And wish. you are really testing me on this one. I think... Really yeah, testing me. I appreciate that. God damn. Um, I believe this was a mental illness issue. Okay. I think the girl, I mean, this is the 70s. The thing that threw me off is when you said they made no money off of this. Mm Because I was thinking, poor family, get attention, make some money. They, God, they're really. Even with Conjuring 2, they really didn't. Mm -mm. Fuck, I got to throw a plausible out there. It's oh, probably wow. the strongest I've ever done, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff that's uh, uh, that's unexplainable. What's sad this. is that I there's stuff I didn't even cover tonight that that still. I mean, I focused on the poop because I knew we could joke about it, but it's like <laughs> I so don't believe in ghosts, though. That's the thing. So now, just out of curiosity, being our our Catholic, what are uh, your thoughts on like demonic possession? Bullshit. <laughs> That was the priest's excuse, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm father touchy, and I ask this. I mean, and not you'll understand. But how could you explain then when you have like April knives? I don't know. Like, I can't. I was one years old, and I wasn't there. Well. <laughs> I mean, to, to have these things like this fire grate ripped from a wall, uh, things are being thrown, things are being moved in front of people that would have no reason to cover it. What would, would I, you say? I, like, I have no, like, I would have to witness it to. 
and is that why you're more of that plausible? Like, it's because yeah. of that you're like, oh, like, something happened. Something happened, whether, like, uh, yeah, like then again, they brought in magicians. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's just, there's just too much there for me to close the door on it, which yeah. is... I think that's the best we're gonna get out of Larry. Probably, <laughs> guys. Something, yes. something was awry. I don't mm-hmm. know what, and that leaves it open to the possibility that it's of something unexplainable. Mark, Mischief was afoot. There was shenanigans and hijinks for yes. sure. Mm-hmm. Would you spend the night in the house? Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, okay, fair enough. I would too. No I'm one not, died. I'm not worried about. Go- See, so I catch right. a Lego in the head. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Oh, right? I can't think of many worse fates than that. <laughs> Lawrence, I appreciate that. Guys, mark that on your calendars. This is a this is a, a special day. I'm gonna say this. I think it's a cross of two things. I think it's a haunted house, and I think that the daughters were going through hell. And I think when the mind is pushed in that certain stress level, I'm a sufferer of anxiety and depression as a grown ass man, and I know that it pushes you to do crazy things. I think the daughter and the the older daughter were going through women transformation periods there. And And being poor is not easy. Being poor is not easy and then losing your dad. And part of it, one of the telling things that happened in this whole case that really swayed me to think that maybe this was... I, I hate to say it's just mental illness. I almost wonder if it's just like fear acting out maybe and acting out mm-hmm. and maybe a dose of a solid dose of like schizophrenia in there but they even said like she moved the tape recorder one time because she didn't want him to leave and so for me wow that says they wanted a family and that's a sad thing about this case mm-hmm. and realistically that's your verdict I want my pod family. <laughs> we're here for we're here for you, brother. Yep. Every yeah. week covering some crazy shit. That was a crazy episode, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Covering some guns. That's right. Oh, How you doing, UK? We love you. Mm-hmm. What, what what are we gonna do when we finally take this show on tour and go to the UK? What's the first thing we do when we play a show in London? Drink? Abbey Road. Uh, drink. <laughs> I yeah, think, drink. <laughs> Why am I gonna go to Abbey Road? I'm not that big of a Beatles fan. I see you the picture. are. I get it. Am I gonna redo the picture like every other shithead tourist? <laughs> I no, was mom, because the mom, studios... you gotta hold your arms out like this, yeah. like we're walking, like you're George Harrison, and I'm Paul McCartney. <laughs> I wasn't thinking the picture, just going to the actual studio because it's a legendary studio. It oh, it looks legendary. like my soundboard, but bigger. <laughs> really big. <laughs> No offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is time for us to get quizzical. Let's get quizzical. Quizzical. I wanna get quizzical. Let's get into quizzical. All right, ladies and cunts, twats, whatever you call yourselves in the UK. Let's do a ghost quiz. Ooh. Yay. Boo. Question number one. Part of a ghost hunter's gear, what do EMFs do? A, measure change in pressure. 
B, measure electronically charged objects. C, measure change in the light spectrum. Or D, measure change in temperature. Josh. Josh. B. That is correct. Question number two. Which band recorded the Ghost Song on their album, An American Prayer, 1978, seven years after their singer's death? A. Jefferson Airplane, B. Deep Purple, C. Pink Floyd, or D. The Doors? Ryan. Ryan. D. That is correct, sir. One to one. Love The Doors. Not a big fan. Not a fan of the stuff without Jim Morrison. But I understand people who don't like Jim Morrison because there's a lot of people that think he's just like a fucking pretentious <laughs> shithead. In the classic 1990 movie Ghost, what was Sam's occupation? April. April. Uh, pottery artist. Pot- pottery? No. That is incorrect. Oh. A football player, B oh. doctor, C journalist, or D banker? Josh. Josh. Journalist. It's incorrect. Brian, you have a chance to cash in on this one. D. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> I thought you said catch it first. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> who? Who? <laughs> is said to haunt the Kremlin? A. Ivan the Terrible. B. Catherine the Great. C. Stalin or D. Rasputin. Josh. Josh. Stalin. That is incorrect. Ryan. Ryan. D. Both terrible answers. Uh, what were the what? what? A. Ivan the Terrible. Oh, then A. <laughs> Good. I believe it's two to one to one. <laughs> Question number five. Worth a ghost poop, which you can trade in for the win. Oh, cool. <laughs> what do paranormal investigators use to record sounds? A, an ELP recorder, B, an EMF recorder, C, an EMP recorder, or D, an E. Ryan. C. D. Josh. Josh. <laughs> And because you didn't buzz in with your name, oh, April. April. D. Oh. That is correct. <laughs> April wins again. Uh, it's a good day for April. Hey, give me something. My car broke down today. <laughs> I wish we could give know. you money. <laughs> you guys want to hey. know why Josh has been somber this entire episode? It's because he's thinking about his PT Cruiser hanging out in a yep. junkyard. Yep. Uh, Feel free to send send uh, the Shoop family PayPal. We'll leave my PayPal we do, information. Just do a Kickstarter. Yeah, Kickstarter. Throw some throw some love. Get the, get the, the only way you're going to be able to start that thing is with a Kickstarter. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, boy. Now I've had a rag- raging headache, so. Sounds better than a raging born. No. Depends on who you ask. <laughs> <sighs> oh shit! I love the frankness of this podcast. Um, guys, no. We want <laughs> finger <laughs> slipped again. Did Keep we, those things under control. We, we needed to do pop culture again. Real I quick. guess I'm thirsty. <laughs> Conjuring two. Um, how about? We do some five star shout outs. Five, 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 five star review. Now, this is timely because our buddy, 
Daniel Pierce, he actually was the first person to write a five-star review on our Conspiracy Therapy Facebook page, which does count as a five-star review because it does draw more people to our page. And we If you write it on a napkin and get it here... Yeah, if you if you send us a text message, which we don't give out our phone numbers, <laughs> but if you if you send us a seagull with an egg that's got tattooed onto his, <laughs> most people use pit carrier pigeons. We use carrier seagulls. Yep, right. Well, there's it lots. takes a long time because they're always stopping for French fries in the parking lot of a Hardee's. <laughs> All right, Daniel Pierce, you're a lovely individual. You're from the UK. So this episode's for you, sir, and you start our five-star reviews up. So he says, these guys crack me up. If you love conspiracies, paranormal, cryptids, and much more than you got to listen to this podcast. Can't wait for each week's episode to come out. Thanks, April, a.k.a. the Illumamami, Larry, Josh, and Ryan for making me laugh each week. Much love from the UK. No, thank Thank you, you, sir. Yeah, Thank you. For listening. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, another five-star review comes from our iTunes, which is, you know, really helps us. And I want to say real quick, sidebar, I apologize to everybody who's had to deal with this switch with servers. It's been a real issue. There was a, 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 a I guess, an encryption issue or some sort of... Yeah. Because it's not just us. I mean, there were a lot of... Po- like, especially, like, it, it feels like it only really kind of happened to the smaller more indie shows. Yeah. Um, Go figure. Right. Like, (laughs) you're not the Joe Rogan experience, so it's not quite getting that kind of flack. But our show had a bit of an issue, and it seems to be coming around, and I appreciate people dealing with it and being cool so if anything it was it was quite humbling to see how many people wrote in and yeah. said hey where's your show because like yeah. hey that's right we have and we have such, on us apparently. i know i, I guess jeez <laughs> our responsibility better there. not ever miss a week we'll have people riots like, in the street i know uh, pitchforks at our door you'll we'll be, we'll be sawing off our heads we love you guys <laughs> So this review comes from Joshy Boy, who says, love the show, exclamation point. This show is hilarious. Love you guys. Love listening at work to pass the time. And you guys always have me die in with little guys laughing and crying. I think those are called emojis. Yep. Right. Little guys. Those little guys. It's a good little, thing Ryan wasn't guy. around to look at hieroglyphics. Oh, his head would have exploded. That's probably true. Um... How do you draw Zenzizi Mbibi? Odd hieroglyphic to draw. Yep. And I think that's actually it. I I had um I can't. We have the, a new one today. Yeah, I didn't see that though. Okay, I I can quickly pull that up because I did see it. Um, I can't see the five star reviews from the page. Oh, yeah. There. Chill to the tunes while I look this mm-hmm. up. These are very chill tunes. Thank you. Wild dogs cry out in the night. <laughs> well, this one. Oh, that. Nope. You know what? It was the Joshy Boy one. So I think it was, that was actually the newest one that I saw. I think that maybe that was actually. Oh, I got it. Oh, okay. I think I. I think I do. I won't. It won't show me. Oh, oh there it is. Okay. I got it. I got. It, I got. It, I got it. Okay. 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 All right. So 
Okay, we have one more five star review. This comes from uh, this comes from Alex Bayoff, actually, who is one of the guys ah. who reviewed our show in the past. And I want I just want to say, dude, thanks for sticking around. And you've always been on the page. You've liked things and you've commented, and we really do appreciate it. He says, "Love listening to the show." It's a great way to distract me from life and a good way to hear some great stories. Keep up the awesome work. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, all everybody who listens. Everybody. Thank you, Joshy. We love you guys. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing what we do. And, and uh, next week, Monday, when this episode comes out, I hope it finds you safely in your ear holes, warming up your mind. I'm trying to see where you were going with that. (laughs) Warming up your mind with thoughts of ghosties and poop that spells shit. Feces. (laughs) (laughs) And that's been your five star reviews. Time to plug some shit up, ladies and gentlemen. Josh, where are you when you're not here? Off Temple Podcast, music history podcast with April and I. You can find that on Facebook and Podbean. Body Slam Podcast, Wrestling History Podcast. You can find us, that's me and Larry and Josh, uh, every Tuesday. And we are on Facebook and Twitter and Podomatic. Of course, you can find me and Marty on the Evis Podcast, a baseball history podcast. EFISPodcast.net. And of course, if you love all these shows, then you know where to find them. But just so you, you, you might need to know, Facebook.com slash Beer City Media is where you go. And that's where it sends you to all of these different places where all of our delectable, delicious voices can fill your ear with the Swiss cake roll love that you need. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, mm. if one was to. <laughs> To, to poop with their shirt off, what shirt would they be taking off and where would they buy it? Shop.spreadshirt.com slash conspiracy therapy podcast is where you can get the new swag. And we are still holding open auditions for t shirt submissions. And this goes forever. It doesn't just go for today. Anybody who's got an idea, send it our way. You get a 50 spot. And if we choose it, and a t shirt, and it, the t shirt, and the t shirt, you get a 50 spot and you get the joy of being part of the shoop kitchen entourage that we are every week <laughs> man I, words are just failing words me are a thing yep. so at conspiracy t show is our twitter handle <laughs> every week on monday is where you find the link to the episode we drop conspiracy therapy show at gmail.com if you want to send us uh some info maybe you want to talk about oh i oh, lived in oinfield and i'll remember blah 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 <laughs> My dearest Marjorie. My dearest Marjorie. <laughs> this war has gone on for 17 days. Well, I have a future as a Civil War reenactor, but... You do. Um, there's also our Facebook page, and there's the closed group, which you should join. We love interacting with you guys. We really do. Mm-hmm. Instagram, and I think that's about it. Please rate and review, and you get a shout-out. That's about it. Yep. Anybody have anything else they want to add? Josh, your headaches subside at all? Oh, I'm sore and bruised everywhere. <laughs> Josh, you sounded like April there. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Let's can, can we all do our best like five second English accent impression and then who is it Daniel that's from the UK Daniel can you uh, just just leave us a comment and tell us who did the best? Okay. Yeah. 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 
Why do I have to go first? <laughs> Save the best for last. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Um, okay, I'll wait. I think last. to be fair, let's all say the same sentence. Okay, okay. What should the sentence be? Pork, um, um, bangers and mash. Wait, wait, I'll, wait. I'll have a, the, just. I'll have an order of bangers and mash. All right. Um, you're all right. I have an order of bangers and mash, please. Hello, I have an <laughs> order of bangers and mash, mate. <laughs> Lawrence has a bit of a Cockney accent. He does. He's where I'm from. He's a chimney sweep in his spare time. <laughs> okay. We'll have an odor of bangers and mash, please. Hello? That's my dears, Margie. <laughs> <laughs> I lost that shit fast. Midwestern creeps in like my fucking dearest Marjorie, sausage I'll, gravy. I'll have an order of bangers and mash. <laughs> Hello? I need some bangers and mash. Ooh, Comcast. <laughs> Comcast with the <laughs> That's the best insertion of Josh's <laughs> Comcast <laughs> Wow Spectacular Anybody have anything oh. you want to add before we close this bitch out And we do another one next week Yep Always go with the classics Exactly. Well. Alright we'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy Have a great one guys Got photo soldiers on the floor riders Got a hundred blunts, got like four lighters They ain't let us in with the outsiders Got like twenty bitches pulling all-nighters 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 Y'all gamble with it, you don't know the price Fuck around with life, yeah, I roll the dice Seen cash pull up and that ghost tonight Talking all white, that's that poltergeist All white, that's that poltergeist Talking all white, that's that poltergeist All white, that's that poltergeist Oh, wait, that's that poltergeist. This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.